Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 8 of 7th Heaven. The title is Gossip, or in Germany, the title is Bad Tongues. The IMDb user synopsis is... Simon lets his mate, Luke, set them up with the Murphy twins, who fall for his cool bad boy image by association with Mary. But the vixens make the knaves join them in shoplifting and other mischief. Matt falls in love at first sight with a girl in a wedding dress, actually model, Julie. Only Mike teaches Lucy how to handle gossip. Annie seeks comfort with a friend, positive-thinking guru Robin, who turns out rather negative. Uh, so what was your first impression of this one? I already know what you're going to say. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen! Yeah. <laughs> that was my first impression. I honestly, that was all I was paying attention to. And as we said, bef- well, in last, on Saturday's episode, this was the, during the cold open. No, not the cold open, the opening credits. Mayor Jessica Biel and Mary was not in the dinner table scene or in the... Like, slide, they moved John up. He was in the, like, build as, like, a main cast member. And he hadn't been this whole season, so. And they also. They bumped her. They also added new um, scenes for some of the characters' opening, opening credits. Like, Lucy, Beverly Mitchell has new scenes. Uh, Matt. And Simon. Simon has David, new. Yeah. yeah. And David. they have new scenes for um, John Hamilton, played by Chaz Lamar. Shepard. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say Campbell, but that was wrong. Um, so we'll start, as we always do here at Camden Cast, at the cold open. Yeah. Which uh, is actually kind of a funny cold open. Oh. I believe you yeah, have... I, I have all of the information. Take it away, Aaron. So um, they are in church, and everybody, as the title implies, is go- are gossiping about why they think Mary has been sent away, and the theories in order are that she's in rehab, she's pregnant... She's in prison. She's been institutionalized. She ran away. She was pregnant and she robbed Pete's pizza. She stole money from the register at the pool hall, dropped a baby on its head. She has a drinking problem, which is how she got pregnant. Or she was drinking and driving in the nude. Um, so, and what, so all of this is going on while the Rev is giving a sermon. And we just hear the whispers of, of the parishioners um, speculating, and that's the entire cold open. Everyone's speculating about all of those things. Um, the cold open ends with, I think Mrs. Beaker goes, that's what happens when good girls go bad. And it ends with the Rev going, amen. So there we go. Amen to good go. girls going bad. Oh, yeah. I bet Riri would agree. <laughs> um, that was Rihanna, for anybody that was wondering. Um, so... We'll go and we'll start with... Matt, because he has another stupid storyline. Yes. So, when Matt exits the church after the opening credits, he uh, is accosted by a woman in a wedding dress who is looking for St. Monica's... Mm -hmm. St. Monica's Church. Church. Um, And Matt, being the dumb, struck fool that he is... Because he thinks every woman he sees is the most beautiful woman he's ever seen... Uh, kind of just stares at her uh, like a fool, and he's she's like, "Do you speak English?" And then he tells her where it is, and she runs off, and he is just stare like flopping his mouth open at, like a fish. Um, he sees her again while he is at the pool hall with John. Um, 
I think, like, he, Matt's telling John about the thing that happened to him, and John's like, oh, I think I see who that woman is. She's right there. And Matt turns around, and there she is. Um, yeah, at the payphone. Um, then she comes over to Matt. She kisses him, and then she, like, rustle, ruffles. ruffles his hair, and she's like, oh, well, first she kisses him. She's like, I wanted to do that earlier. And then she messes up his hair, and then she's like, I wanted to do that earlier, too. And she just walks away. And Matt's standing there staring after her, and John's like, well, if you are going to marry her, you should probably get her name. But this woman is lightning fast. She's already gone. So Matt has missed his opportunity again. I would like to say that this is not something that should be happening to Matt Camden. Matt Camden is not some crazy good-looking man. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I don't think this lady was crazy good-looking either. I mean, she was aesthetically pleasing. I'm not into Never mind. <laughs> not going to isolate our viewers. Okay. <laughs> or listeners. They don't see us. Our viewers. <laughs> um, we so, should do a, a vlog. Oh, my God. We should do a vlog. Anyway. Special vlog episode of Camden and Cast coming at you soon. For, like, our super subscribers or something. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay to get the vlog. <laughs> Inside, like, view of how we record and how we watch. Maybe you'll get a sneak peek at the headquarters. You'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> so, um, next time, we, like, throughout the episode, we see scenes of Matt, like, dressed really nicely, waiting at the, the pool, pool hall. hall. And lucky, lucky for us, our favorite guest star, the bartender at the pool hall. Steve. We get the idea that he, that Matt has been repeatedly asking him if he's seen this woman. So, in one scene, we see him go up and he's like, I know, I know, you're looking for, like, the tall blonde woman in the wedding dress or whatever if i see her like i'll let you know so matt at some point goes home but this woman returns so steve has matt's phone number on like speed dial although i imagine that matt left his number in -hmm. in the event that this woman came back um and he calls matt up and he's like she's here um because she also was asking about matt so her name is julia she is a model, so she's not marrying anybody else and kissing yes, Matt. Yes, it was, it was, an, it was an, a shoot. Uh. And she has a night shoot over on Clover, and that's where Matt should go tonight. But when Matt heads over there... Catfished. Yeah, Ugh. he. Well, she's just not there. I would just like to point out that there's a scene that was memorable for me in this episode when... <laughs> When when Matt um, was telling John all about the good news and John was just not having it because John's like, you fall in love, like, all the time. But Matt... He's trying to get his attention. I think Aaron can do it for us. Okay. (laughs) He's trying to get his attention and he's not paying... John isn't, uh, like, looking at him, so he finally just goes, hello. (laughs) It was really funny. I, like... Actually, was the best moment of the episode. Um, Other than the Olsen twins. Oh, well, obviously. Nothing can... Well... Yeah, and the worst moment was when I thought Brenda Strong was Brenda's song. uh. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off track here. Um, Anyway, he gets really disappointed because he doesn't see her there. So when he comes home, and he's like, you were right, John. John was like, I wasn't. And then around the corner in their room, it's supermodel Julia. Yeah, and he's like, oh, she's... I don't know what John's been doing there alone with Julia, but he's like, you should definitely hold on to her. Like, she's a good one. So she's apparently only there for one night, and they start making out. I don't know if that means that what it is supposed to mean. but It absolutely does not. Because <laughs> it's 7th Heaven. I did not look up if uh, the actress playing Julia was actually a supermodel 
or a model. Oh, yeah. I guess I should should have done that. Oh, well. Oops. Um, so... We'll move on to Lucy now. Yeah. Um, so Lucy is... We learned that... Um, well, first, there's some, like, band after church, like, these girls come up and they're like, everybody's talking about your sister. What happened to her? And Lucy's like, this is private. Um, and we learn that... So it really picks up where um, Lucy's at home. I think it's supposed to be, like, Thursday night or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And Mike, the guy who she's been applying to the colleges with, comes over and he's like... They, they, they had, like, a study date or something, and he's like, okay, remember that there's the dance tomorrow or this Friday... And that's, like, our first social obligation that, like, you committed to go to with me. So Lucy's all like, okay, yeah, it's been hard to study because I can't focus because everyone's talking about Mary. So Mike is like, oh, everyone is going to, like, you just have to give them something else to talk about. He was like, going to the dance with me isn't going to make people not talk about you because... He attracts gossip because, remember, Mike is the character that tried to kill himself and was institutionalized in last year. So, um, he gives this weird advice, um, and the entire time Ruthie is eavesdropping, where he says that in order to get people to, like, you need them to feel sorry for you because it's not fun to gossip if you feel bad about the gossip. Uh, I don't think that this is necessarily true. Yeah, so he's like, you just need to tell someone who either has authority or, like, the appearance of authority, and that, like, <laughs> you have to te- you have to convince them to, like, spread your sad story. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. Because he doesn't actually do this. This is all just to set up Ruthie's storyline, because she's eavesdropping. We'll come back to that. Um, anyway, the next day at school, everybody is, like, comes up to Lucy, and they're like, oh, wow, you're dating Mike? That's, like, heavy. You're the first girl he's dated since he tried to kill himself. We hear that he tried to kill himself because um, his old girlfriend moved away and he just couldn't live without her. Uh, so Lucy starts, she's like, keeps telling these girls she's not dating Mike, but... She's really averse to gossip, and I think um, that's the thing that gets to her because she doesn't like people talking about her, especially because the girls that are talking to her be like, we heard, we heard, and Lucy's like, well, I'm telling you what's the truth, and she's, they're like, but we heard. Yeah. It's like... What is wrong with these people? Um, so she ends up canceling on Mike for their date, um, which she very quickly feels really bad about. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when she gets to feeling bad about it, though. Um, I think it's there's like a small conversation between the Rev and her. About? Like, Honoring commitments or something? No, I I think it was, like, when he was like, oh, do you want to talk about it? Like, I'll get you some Rocky Road ice cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's kind of just sitting at the kitchen table looking miserable, eating carrot sticks. But I think what really gets it is a conversation with Ruthie where, um, where she learns everything that Ruthie did and learns why, like, gossip is stupid and how she shouldn't let gossip get to her. Yeah. So she... Eventually, because she's the one that's babysitting Sam, David, and Ruthie. She takes all of them. She, well, she, first of all, she gets dressed up. <laughs> Do you have a comment on this? Uh, some Y2K fashion? Oh, my God. Yeah. Break? It's it's ve- like, it's not even like Y2, like, 
2000s fashion. It's a very much the year 2000 yeah. fashion. Like, um, I feel like I've seen this in a music video or a hundred. I definitely feel like Sabrina the Teenage Witch wore it <laughs> like once or seven times. Um, it's, I mean, it does good things for her body, so go her. Yeah. Um, and she ends up going to the dance and she ends up having a great time with Mike. And yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we saw a little glimpses of Lucy's old character in this episode, you know, with her getting, caring about what people think and letting, like, gossip and stuff, like, kind of rule her life. But she went back to her normal, or well, her current self. Yeah. And that she didn't let that, all, all those things got, get to her and she had fun at the dance anyway. So this leads us right into Ruthie's storyline. Uh, uh, yeah, so as I said, she... For some reason, she's, like, in fifth grade, and uh, she doesn't know what gossip is, apparently. That's what she... Yeah, I don't she, get she, this disconnect. It, it, right in the beginning, she's like, what is gossip? Uh, and, she, like, she already gossiped when they were making fun of that girl Sarah, like, two seasons ago. I don't know. But, so she hears Mike telling um, Lucy that a good way to get people to feel bad for you so that they don't gossip about you is to get a person in authority to, like, believe it or whatever. So she goes up to her principal the next day at school, and she says, like, oh, are you, in, are you in a position of authority or something? And then she's like, okay, good. And over the course of the next, like, five days... We have a really nice montage here, which labels each, like, day of the week. Yeah. She tells the principal different things about the family. Um, you... You know what they were, yeah. right? Yeah. So Lucy has learning disabilities. Si- that's a Monday. Tuesday we learn that Simon is a mute. Wednesday we learn that Matt is living out of his car and is better than being in jail because he was almost in jail. Uh, Thursday we learn that the Rev has lost his job. And Friday we learn that Annie is an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, so the principal is like, oh no, your poor family. Um, and coincidentally, she runs into the Rev later on. Um, at, like, in the grocery store parking lot or something, or, like, the Dairy Shack. Uh, and she's like, oh, uh, I actually wanted to, like, talk to you about, um... Your like, fam- a family... No, she's like, a family that, like, is in crisis or something. And he's like, oh, do I know them? And she's like, yes. Uh, and she's like... Uh, she tries to cover it up, and she's yeah. like, it's you. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's like... And, and then she tells him everything, and then... We don't actually get a resolution to this. We kind Ruthie, of... Ruthie, like, Yeah, we not, no, we don't really. Yeah. Um, so, I think, like... Well, Lucy finds, at the same time when the Rev is, meets up with the principal at the grocery store or whatever, um, L- Ruthie tells Lucy what she did, and, and Lucy is just like, why would you do that? Don't do that. That was bad. <laughs> um, so, let's... We'll, like, segue now into... I think, like, Ruthie... At the end of the episode, um, Annie's like, we need to talk to you about why it was bad for you to do that. But, like, we don't actually see that talking to. We'll talk about how this kind of ties into the Annie-Rev storyline. So, um, we come back from the opening credits to the Rev um, and Annie talking about how they can feel the love and the support coming from the church. But as soon as they say that, we see Mrs. Beaker and one of the other church ladies gossiping and they're like talking about how mary was pregnant or whatever and that's they were like oh they rushed her out of here real quick 
Um, and this is now something that starts to plague on the Rev's mind. Whereas Annie, like, is, like, whatever about it, because she's really excited because her old high school boyfriend, Robin, is coming to visit and take her out to dinner. The Rev is thinking about that old singer... Rick Nelson. Yeah, Ricky Nelson, Rick Nelson. Um, I've never heard of him before until this episode. Apparently he died in a plane crash, but... Everybody thought he, like, died of the drugs or something. They thought that drugs were involved in the plane crash. So because, like, all this gossip was surrounding his death, nobody ever really paid attention to what the truth was. So all of the things that he was successful for, like his TV show or his books or his radio or his music. <laughs> yeah, whatever he did. <laughs> um, I'm also not really familiar with the Rick Nelson uh, but the Rev apparently loves him because a lot of the episode is a chance for Stephen Collins to show his musical prowess because he's just with a guitar and he's constantly singing Ricky Nelson songs. Fun fact about this episode, Ricky Nelson's actual... Daughter. Granddaughter? Oh, granddaughter, daughter, whatever. Uh, Tracy Nelson is a guest star in this episode as the family counselor that Mrs. Beaker provides for... Um, for the Rev and Annie. Um, yeah. Which, obviously, the Rev and Annie don't need because there's nothing going on. So, um, this kind of comes to a head when Robin shows up. Um, Robin, we find out... Well, he's like an asshole to the Rev at first, and I kind of liked it because um, the Rev, like, told... An- like, acted like Annie needed permission to go on this, like, dinner with a friend. Um, he calls Annie a tart. Yes, and she does not take kindly to it. So, um, so he's like getting his name wrong and stuff. Um, and we learn that he's like a kind of like a, a motivational speaker, I guess. Um, so they they go out after you know he like messes with the rev, um, and then they end up going to the pool hall. Although we realize that like Annie says something about wherever the original place they went lost his reservation or something. So why can't they just go to the Gypsy Cafe? Uh, maybe that's who, where their yeah, reservation was lost because they were dressed up. So they're at the pool hall, and of course, who is there but Mrs. Beaker uh, and the uh, Pauline, the family counselor played by Tracy Nelson. Um, and they're like, "Oh no, she's on a date with somebody else." Just like to say that this date is going horribly for Annie because Annie finds out very cl- quickly that Robin is not only an asshole to Eric but to everyone. Um, so she's not having a good time, but. To an outsider, it looks like she's on a steamy hot date, because Annie's showing some cleavage. (laughs) Um, While this is happening, we then catch up to the Rev and... um, Do we know the principal's name? Mrs. Oh, jeez. McCool. McCool. Um, Because now, because the Rev, having found out what Ruthie's done, needs to speak to Annie about it immediately. So him and the principal end up at the pool hall as well, and by this time, Mrs. Beaker and Pauline have called all the rest of the church ladies into the pool hall, and they're all... At this tiny little table. ...watching all of this go down, and they're like, oh, both of them seem to be dating other people. What's happening? Um, the Rev takes Annie away and tells uh, Annie that everything that Ruthie said to the principal. Um... While they're having a conversation, they realize that the half the church is there. Um, so they go up to the church ladies, and the Rev's had enough, so he decides to, like, 
further the gossip train. So he's like, uh, we were lying about the reason that we sent Mary away. It's because I'm actually dating Ruthie's principal and um, Andy's getting back together with her high school flame. So um, they kind of do the same thing and like trying to quash the rumors by just like starting them. Right. <laughs> so I think Mrs. Beaker like goes up to them and apologizes and she's like, I'm sorry about well, all this happening. Because also at the same time they get a call about Simon who was in trouble and she overhears some of that and she's like, oh, nope, none of my business. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry that I let all this get out of hand. Obviously your business is your business. Like you guys do you. Um, that's really the end of the Rev and Annie storyline. They end up at the school dance. Um, Near the end yeah. of the episode. Everybody ends up at the school dance at the end of the episode, except for Matt. Yeah. Who is... Maybe, and Mary. <laughs> will never return. She died. But now for the most important storyline of this entire episode. Wow, that's going so far. <laughs> it's Simon's storyline. Yeah. Um, so Simon starts out at the end, uh, at, after the opening credits, with his friend Luke, like our user synopsis tells us. And Luke is saying, you have to cash in on your... Like, brand new... Like, people think you're bad because they think Mary's bad. So, this will make you a cool guy now if you, um... If you capitalize on this and make people think that you're a bad guy. And Luke says the best way to do it is to go out with the Murphy twins. And who are the Murphy twins but... Uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They are Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh, They play Sue and Carol Murphy. Um, And they seem to both be interested in Simon at some point. Yeah, because they're like, okay, yeah, we'll go out. Well, he, like, stares at them and then at church and they look at him and then a few days I gather it's like a few days later Luke is like you haven't asked them out yet now's your chance and he kind of throws him in front of them and they're like we've been waiting for you to ask us out (laughs) both of them and they're like we'll go out with you and he's like oh the both of you but then he like kind of pulls Luke Luke into it and he's like we'll do a double double, yeah and then they say that, oh, we are all going to go as a group because our parents don't allow us to go out unless it's with a group because it's dangerous, so we'll see you later. Um, before the date, though, Matt, uh, nope, Simon <laughs> learns from Lucy that the Murphy twins kind of have this reputation of being really, like, out there and wild. Uh, and he's like, no, they, like, are seem completely nice, like, good girls to me. His good illusions girls. are shattered. As the episode continues. Yeah, so when they show up to the date, every Luke and Simon are already at the promenade, and they show up, and they're like, okay, we need to be back here by this time because we need to change our clothes back into, you know, whatever, and take our makeup off because our dad, like, I guess whatever they're... What, what, oh, they, this was like a Y2K fashion oh moment, too. Oh, my God, too. the biggest... Um, are you going to speak about it at all? I don't really, I mean, I don't really know they how to describe it. They weren't anything that risque either. It's not like they were wearing the dress that Lucy had on. Yeah. They, I don't know why they had to change their clothes. I can't really describe it, but it's like, when you see it, it was very much Y2K fashion. I feel like the shirts were kind of like the weird, like, dark tie-dye-y, like, yeah. things. The pant, like, she was wearing, like, pleather or snakeskin pants. Like, they yes. looked like they were snakeskin Snakeskin. Um, so, yeah. Uh... Maybe we'll maybe it'll show up on our social media. We'll perhaps. Um, so they're like, okay, what are we gonna do first? So they go to, they're in like a convenience store, 
Um, and for some reason, the Olsen twins decide they need to steal something. The barrettes. Barrettes, yes. And then... Luke steals a chocolate Yeah, Luke steals something, and they all run out. And Simon continually is left the last one standing when they all decide to, like, steal something and run. Um... So what? And of course, he's Simon Camden, the minister's son. So everybody's going to recognize him. So then they go to dinner. Dinner, and they run out on the check there. And then they go and they're waiting in line to get movie tickets. And one of the Olsen twins. It was um, Mary Kate Olsen, who played Sue or Carol or Carol. <laughs> um, like grabs the ass of this woman in front of them online. So then they run away and they don't buy a ticket. Um, and Simon's like, well, what are we going to do now? Uh, and, oh, wait, we forgot to say that. They didn't go out in a group because the Olsen twins are like, that's just, yeah, wait, you said this. Eh. What they, t- what they tell yeah, their parents. Yeah, their parents. Um, so they're like, don't worry, we can still go to the movie. And they sneak in somehow, um, which I guess is all fine and good. Simon gets this whole big speech about how he's not really a bad guy and he doesn't really like the things that they've been doing. But Mary-Kate Olsen shuts him up with a kiss, and he's like, forget everything I said. But then... The, um... Usher... Yeah. uh, Can I ask you something? Does that ever happen in real life? No. Yeah. I used to be afraid it would (laughs) when I would, like, movie hop, but... I've never had an Usher ever come in. I think, like, me... Only if people are being, like, super disruptive. Right. Or, like, I think once I was in a movie where, like, someone was actually just, like, having a phone conversation, and they came and, like, told her to get out. But, like, never to, like, randomly check tickets. No. Okay. Well, I guess they just know that... I don't know how they knew they were in there, because they had caused so much other mischief they knew that they were going to get them or something. I don't know. So, the usher comes in, shines a light on their face, and asks for their ticket stubs. They, of course, do not have any, because they snuck into the film. Um, And this is when good old handy-dandy Sergeant Michael shows up. Um, And he, like... It's like everybody... He I've only th- pulls Simon aside because Simon is the Camden and should know better. Uh, he basically says, we know all... Like, I've heard all about everything that happened tonight. Um, all of the places are willing to not press charges as long as they get, like... You correct the wrong you did. Return the stolen goods. Pay the bill uh, at the restaurant. I've said... Like, he said, like, they seem to... They, under, they think that you're doing this because of, like, everything that's happened with Mary. And you're acting out, so don't do this again. And Simon's like, I'm not like this. They are just bad. And <laughs> I like was going along with it. But then we have a twist because <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate plot twist, the Murphy twins are like, we're not actually bad, but we heard Luke telling people that like it would improve your street cred if you went out with us because we are bad. So we decided to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was over a circular yeah. uh, logic. Anyway, Simon basically says, so can I go out with the actual version of you in the future? And she says, yes. Uh, Guess who's never coming back? <laughs> Olsen twins. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, again, episode ends with Simon like meeting up. I think the parents come and get him. With Brenda's song. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and they're all at the dance, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Um, some fun facts about Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen on this episode. Some fun facts about them in life, generally. They are <laughs> very strange looking now. Um, I wasn't going to say that. I was just <laughs> going to say that they were actually really excited to be on the show. Uh, they were fans of it. They really, um, enjoy 
seven seven. They seemed to they said something about being really hooked in on on in in on it, and they liked that the drama was like self contained, in that like the family members fought, but you knew that in the end they loved Everything each other. Everything will be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's another instance of somebody famous you definitely know who somehow found themselves on Seventh Heaven for a brief period of time. Yep. So, <laughs> what would you rate this episode? Uh, oh God, this was another one that, like, really dragged for me. The best part was in the, the cold open. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I'm it's actually... better than last episode, but not too much better. I think I'm going to give it a four point... Or a four. Not, a 4.0. Not, oh. not as good as Bernie the Attorney. Not, nothing is going to... Not, not so far, nothing is as good as hashtag Bernie the Attorney. Let's get it trending, guys. Anyway, um, so we might post some of the fashion moments. Apparently just the Olsen twins. Or uh, Lucy's scandalous dance outfit. Scandy. Um, maybe we'll post the gossip scene. Who knows? Uh, the cold open. Um, but you can get you can catch all this on facebook.com slash camdencast or our Twitter and Instagram handle, which is Camdencast Show. And you can listen... Uh, on soundcloud.com slash camdencast or on the Apple iTunes podcast app. Um, I'm Erin. I'm Tamsi, and this is Camdencast.